Top side, down side. Boom tings. Boom tings, man. All right, great. Okay, well, welcome to Julian's Lightroom, episode eight. This episode, we have on a very special person. This is a very special person to me. This is my good friend, Jasper Epsom. Jasper, among many things, is a blossoming life coach and great friend. He is a generalist an interest in all things life and a curious person, one of the most curious people I know. And I uh, wanted to do this episode with him so that uh, other people listening, interested in this podcast, can have a little bit of Jasper in their life because I think that that is a nice compliment to one's experience. And so I found this person who brings me up and I hope to share that with you, to bring you up and we can kind of get to know him today. A little bit i'd like to welcome my friend jasper epsom to the podcast thank you very much julian uh for that very kind and generous introduction it's a, a pleasure and an honor to be here on uh episode eight is it oh, sure eight is. episodes in on julian's lightroom uh thank you for having me you're very welcome it's a pleasure and before we dive into too much uh, i like to start these sessions with a little bit of mindful moment just to settle our body in settle our mind in into the kind of space that we want to create and so i'll uh, just walk us through a little freestyle kind of we'll close our eyes we'll start breathing mindfully taking note of our breath and we'll just do this for a couple minutes just to settle in uh, if anyone listening again is driving heavy machinery maintain open eyes and um, you know i don't have to say much more than that but what I'd like us to do is to just take note of how we're feeling, where we are right now. Feel the sensation of gravity pulling down on your body. The sensation of the ground pushing back up, whether you are seated or standing or walking. Just feeling that connection to the ground, feeling that weight of your body connecting with the earth taking note of any tensions, any relaxations? Do you feel as though there is anxious energy living in your body right now? Can you acknowledge it? Can you accept it? Can you give it permission to relax and let go just a little bit? Maybe letting a deep breath or two invite your body to relaxing into that space I like allowing my body to relax into this space before I begin talking before I begin thinking to slow my mind down 
slow my body down, not get ahead of myself too much, and just give myself space to relax. And after we've taken a moment just now to acknowledge that, to think about and visualize the kind of space we'd like to converse in or to live in, I'd like to introduce us back into the conversation. So, my friend Jasper, we find ourselves sat on the carpet of my new abode. Jasper has accompanied me here, and uh, it's great to have him here in the house with me. Um, I suppose we should start maybe with how we met and how this friendship formed and um, how it began and how it's kind of developed and maybe how we found ourselves here, like a little brief summary if maybe you want to give your side of the story. And uh, yeah. Sure, sure. Well, uh, for those who don't know, we are currently on uh, Vancouver Island. Uh, I'm originally from Kenya and I found myself here on Vancouver Island somewhat by chance earlier on this year. Uh, found a, a job working on Mount Washington Alpine Resort where Julian was also working and basically shared common workplace, common uh, location on the mountain and found that we had a lot of similar interests, whether mm. that be uh, moving, moving our bodies, expanding our minds mm. uh, or exploring the environment around us. They're all things that we certainly enjoyed and enjoyed in common mm. and uh having those things in common we found lots of opportunities to uh, spend time together and uh, grow as friends and as individuals so there's a lot more to it but uh mm. essentially i think that captures most of it and we spent the summer uh, on the mountain and the summer's over now <laughs> and uh, <Sure> <laughs> <is>. <laughs> and with it it's uh time to have left the mountain and um, now we're at the base of the mountain and uh, yeah mm. the journey goes on the journey goes on that's the cliff notes version of how Jasper and I have come to know each other it's been quite the adventure to say the least and it would take a whole other podcast series to go over everything um, no matter how badly my brain wants to but it's been an absolute pleasure I'm glad we're here um, but what I'd like to do for those listening is get to know a little bit more about you, Jasper. Get to, a little bit, get to know a little bit more about your interests, what's driving you right now, what's bringing you around the world, why have you been pushed to Vancouver Island, what pushes you to the next place. And so um, one of the main points that brought Jasper and I together through interest is coaching. And so on a previous episode, I talked about how I've embarked on this kind of movement coaching journey that I'm in the midst of and Jasper is also a coach in his own lane and his own kind of practice and I've gotten to experience some of that practice and is life coach a, an appropriate title that you that you enjoy yeah I would say so it's um it's something that uh, I didn't expect to have a title as uh, it didn't mm. certainly didn't set out to be a life coach, mm. but I discovered coaching as a modality, as a means of helping facilitate transformation in other people. Mm. Uh, initially, that was something that was going to be 
purely around health and wellness mm. as if we touch back on on, on what i'm interested in mm. health and wellness and living the best lives that we can live mm. is at the utmost of interest to me mm. and i wanted to share my knowledge with other people through the modality of coaching mm. but through my initial experiences i discovered that actually it's very hard to pin down health coaching as mm. a single subject mm. and actually true health is a combination of not only your movement practice or your exercise routines or your diet but it's also your relationships mm. um, your relationships whether it's romantic or with your family or with your friends and social life yeah. but also uh, around your spirituality around your career and all of these things come together to create a holistic view of what one's health really means mm. and the more that i spent time working in to improve people's health the more i realized that i couldn't ignore these other aspects of health mm. of of life should i say that contribute right. to health right. and so having initially thought it was going to be health only mm. uh i i still have that as a focus mm. but life is something that seems to get in the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah what could encompass more than life coaching right yeah and, and with that said i think that there's space to to specialize in say relationship coaching or career coaching or mm. business coaching because these are all components that in of themselves are quite significant mm. and and they definitely require specialization for people who want to excel and really scale up those parts of their lives. Mm. However, from a general perspective, I think there's an importance to have at the very least an awareness mm. of these different areas and how they inform one another. Because mm. the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. And right. so there's bound to be spillover in, in other parts of your life. So if you are able to start addressing, say, your career mm. you're probably going to find that you're feeling more fulfilled in your career have more a better work work-life balance mm. which then allows you more time to exercise and prepare your meals at home for example mm. and so mm. just by saying okay well you need to cook more home cooked food and exercise more if your career hasn't been adjusted to cater for that mm. uh, or your social life hasn't been expanded or minimized or you know adjusted to take into consideration this new direction in your life then you're not going to be able to make lasting change and mm. that's really what we're talking about is mm. how can you facilitate transformation not just in a three-week um six week or six weeks program to to shredded abs yeah. <laughs> uh, but actually how about six months how about six years how mm. about 60 years right that's right. the sort of thing uh, that really interests me is how can we create new behaviors new habits which mm. will then drop down into someone's belief and identity that will carry forward throughout the rest of their life um, to make for a lasting transformation as opposed to something that's ephemeral and, and transitory. Mm, mm. That's powerful. It's powerful. It's a lot to take on. There's a lot of different aspects of life coaching that you could come into. Um, something that comes to my mind um, and a question I would ask you is, do you find that when you first start working with someone would you go for an approach of saying like, okay, we have all these different aspects, whether it's uh, diet, exercise, work, relationships. Um, 
how do you how do you approach working on those with people would you say that you try to suggest finding a balance among those and then working on specializing in a particular vein whether it's business whether it's career whether it's relationships or do you choose one of those that is maybe falling behind the other ones and try to bring it up which i guess would be balancing as well um and and what do you think when a client comes to you and has a particular uh desire or topic they want to improve on but maybe you notice another part of their life that could use attention is that kind of a how is juggling that for you it's a good question uh, and the answer is it depends yeah uh, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a cop out <laughs> but it does the truth uh, every person is different mm. and so when engaging with a new client before they even become a client it's a matter of having a conversation mm. and these conversations i've found actually i i prefer drawing them out as long as possible mm. giving the best opportunity to really get to know who's in front of me uh 20 minutes doesn't cut it Mm. half an hour doesn't cut it Mm. more like an hour to an hour and a half sometimes even two hours just sitting conversing getting to know who's in front of me Mm. and giving them opportunity to to get to know me Mm. um that way we can really explore and understand what the big picture is because often someone comes and they think they have an idea of what they want help with Mm. but when we dig beneath the surface we discover that actually that is just a subset of desires that Mm. are connected to a much deeper root problem Mm. and that it's the process of working with people to uncover for them Uh, and that's just a matter of asking the right questions and being curious as to what the person's situation looks like Mm. i try my best to avoid making suggestions because if I am just meeting someone, there's no way that I can possibly understand yeah. their life. Yeah. And so to say this is this is the thing that you should be doing yeah. is quite arrogant in, mm. in a way to say mm. that I have all the answers. Mm. The reality is that whoever I'm talking to as a client, I trust that they have all the answers. Mm. Mm. They just haven't come to them yet. Mm. And so my job as a coach is to help people to uncover what they can't see for themselves Mm. and once they see it for themselves then it becomes much easier to aim towards that vision right Uh, in most cases it's quite hazy Mm. that they think okay well i want to i want to change my life somehow yeah but do i need to improve my health or i need to improve my relationships or do i need to and and it could be a combination of all these things but for each person what comes first will will vary so right, right, it right. could be that you need to improve your health yeah. and that's going to give you more energy to do a better job which then is going to give you more income to then travel more yeah say you know it's but all connected it's all connected but mm-hmm. it starts with the ground level and, and that yeah. requires exploration mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i like the term excavation 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 like um like a paleontologist yeah you know it's uh exploration is is surveying what's already there yeah uh, and then excavation is digging beneath mm. the surface so it's mm. like we we can we can look at what we have we can uh survey the land yeah. but then we actually need to do some excavation bring in the heavy machinery yeah and start start digging beneath the surface to discover what lies there right and right 
once we get that then we can start to rebuild again mm. from a foundation of clarity mm-hmm. so it sounds to me like your approach to coaching uh as uh ideally it would and should be in my opinion is to discover and guide someone towards their own self-empowerment as opposed to telling them what you believe is the right thing to do although you have your own experience you have your own um uh, expertise on things that have led you to having um the kind of i suppose qualifications to jump into this position of life coaching and so i want to ask you um how did you find your way to life coaching and maybe what um, aspects of growing up or adventures in the health and wellness lifestyle um, have led you to the point where you feel like you have this wealth of knowledge that you're ready to share with somebody how did that come about for you it started for me really through my own exploration of uh, health Mm. and largely through fitness Mm. as my main interest i was a keen sportsman i played rugby competitively Mm. and through that was playing at a high level and involved with all the training and nutrition that is associated with high level sports Mm. and uh, and for a period of time i thought that i wanted to be a a professional rugby player Mm. and so i was pursuing that avenue and basically got injured and, and decided that it wasn't worth pursuing rugby however i still had this passion for physical fitness and performance in in the physical realm Mm. and so i developed a deep understanding of training and different training modalities largely through my own experience but also through education of working with in a team environment where their physical conditioning and Mm. uh, high level performance uh, training but I realized very quickly that that's not relevant to most of the population and that high-level sports is only a very, very small group of people that are going to be training that way. Mm. And so as I stepped out of it, I had to adapt my training modalities and realize that I couldn't keep on trying to train like a professional sportsman if I wasn't a professional sportsman. Mm. And so I expanded my different uh, sort of training to not only include weight training but also yoga and mobility and endurance training and Mm. um, trying to develop a holistic healthy machine Mm. of a body Mm. basically Mm. and then I it became a realization to me that I wanted to use my body to experience the world Mm. uh, and I wanted it to be the best possible machine that I could that would never fail to take me up a hill or across a lake or anywhere that I wanted to go. And so my training then became centered around how can I make this the most uh, appropriate tool to experience this beautiful world that we live in. Mm. And it kind of became that. Uh, it It was using the foundation of sports and then just now using it as how can I create the best machine and, yeah. I, and I do see it almost like a machine. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful machine that's very complicated and complex, yeah. uh, but it is something that if you have the right processes, just like a machine, you can make it work mm. uh, effectively. Mm. Um, something I would ask is, have you had any coaches along the way that have made a deep impact on you 
whether it be um, physical, mental, health related, any of those kinds of things. Did you have any inspirational figures on your journey? Definitely, definitely. There was the the first one that comes to my mind is is my rugby coach mm. when I was still at school. So I was maybe sixteen, and uh, this he was a young a young man had recently finished. Uh, coming edu- being educated in the UK where he had done a conditioning a sports conditioning degree mm. so he was very well educated in all the top level training modalities and he was basically the one that got me into the gym along with a group of other rugby players and he taught us how to train mm. what what it meant to train mm. and train hard mm. and uh, I have vivid memories of throwing up in gym sessions yeah. and nice. and uh I always remember him. He would say when we were working hard, his 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 uh, quote was, "Now we're farming. Now yeah. we're farming. <laughs> and he's like, now we're growing corn." Yeah and, yeah. and I always think of that when I'm like, "Now you not when you're doing the work. It's like now you're farming. You know, you're really you're you're sowing the seeds that mm. are gonna you're gonna reap the and get those returns." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. So he was the one that really showed me what it was to train hard, mm. and. I saw the results of training hard. So yeah. not only what it was like to train hard, but when I did train hard, that I was my body changed. I got stronger. Mm. I got faster. Mm-hmm. And I was never the most talented athlete, mm. but through working with him, mm. I discovered that I could work harder than other people mm. and that I could become better yeah. than yeah. others. Yeah. Um, and I always remember the saying of um, hard work beats talent until talent works hard. and that one was like I I never felt talented I never felt like I was never the best player by any stretch but I knew that if I went to the gym I got stronger and I worked on the things that I could get better at whether it was ball skills or um, just hard determination that I could I could do well Mm. so he was the first one that set me off on a physical journey where I really got to see transformation in my body what was it about him in particular that got you guys so amped up to work hard? Was it charisma? Was it what uh, was it about him? He was a hard man. Mm. Uh, he didn't take no shit. Yeah, and yeah. and he would demand a lot from us. Yeah. So where the bar was high, the bar was high. But where where most coaches you would do you know at school you would have afternoon sports practice. Yeah. He would get us up at six o'clock in the morning, yeah. and we would be in the gym yeah. before anyone else woke up. Boss up, and this is you know, fifteen, sixteen-year-olds mm. being. We would do early morning gym sessions. We would do early morning fartlek, which is like a what's that? Oh, it's horrible. What it's, is? It? Can you say it again? Fartlek. Fartlek. Uh, runners will know what it is. It's okay. basically running where you run on and off like circuits. So uh-huh. you run, walk, run, walk. So run for yeah. 20 seconds, walk for 20 seconds, run for 20 seconds. Or you run one length of a pitch and walk one length and then run. Gotcha. And you gotcha. do that for a, a period a of time. time. Okay. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was things like that that we, we got fit and mm. we performance the performance on the pitch got better mm, and so mm. it was just the, his commitment to mm. taking us young men and showing us what it was to train properly and mm. he was really committed to that cause and the changes uh, were palpable like you said like you said you felt your fitness your endurance your capability mm-hmm. increase mm-hmm. under this guy's guidance yeah and so that gave you an undeniable uh gave you undeniable proof that this works this guy's the real deal this right. guy's giving me some value right 
nice. Evid- the evidence was there you know we had a whole stack of evidence at the end mm. of the season it's like oh you put on 10 kgs of muscle yeah you, you you're a second faster on the 100 meters you all mm. these performance metrics it's, it's the evidence is there yeah and so yeah. that was the first like light bulb moment like wow if i put in the work i can i can create transformation in myself mm. um mm. and so he was the first one for sure that really cool. set me off yeah in that sports world Mm -hmm, beautiful mm -hmm. um something that i find particularly uh striking about your personality i would say is your calm demeanor your um i suppose your mental capacity to approach situations or approach people with kindness with uh, a sort of ease and grace and this calmness where would you say you've derived that uh, quality from? Is that something you feel has been intrinsic? Are there particular people in your life who you feel like have influenced that um, kind of approachability, if to, to put a word on it, that, that I've felt that you carry? Um, because uh, just like a side note on top of that is as a life coach, as someone in that position, it's really important to be approachable. It's really important to be empathetic, compassionate. Um, I don't think everyone who maybe engages in uh, this kind of practice may carry those qualities to the extent that I've experienced with you. I'm just curious where you think um, that has grown from. Where where have you learned? Is it learned? Is it intrinsic? Um, Yeah, just tell me about it. I agree. Well, I, I, first of all, I, I absolutely agree that in, in the realm of coaching, you have to get on with people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's something that you can't really avoid. Mm. And thankfully, that's something that I've always enjoyed. I've always found myself to be a, a sociable person. Mm. I enjoy being in the company of, mostly in the company of people. Mm. Um, mm. I, There's always exceptions. I'm very happy in my own company, but yeah. I, I do enjoy being around other people. And I think that's something that's innate to me. I don't think that's something that I've learned, mm. but the, there's certain examples that I've, I draw from of, yeah. of how to treat other people. Yeah. And I think the number one that comes to my mind is my father mm. is he was always a kind, compassionate mm. a- and caring person mm. for his family, especially, but I always saw him treat other people, whether they were his colleagues or his employees or his friends, yeah. with respect. Mm. Everyone. Mm. Everyone got treated with respect, and there was never um, a sense of superiority. Yeah. No matter what yeah. position he was, uh, even if he was in a position of superiority or a hierarchy, mm. everyone was always looked upon with the same gaze. Wow. There was never a looking down on people. And yeah. and that was not something that he explicitly said outright, right. but right. he the way that he behaved was was very much in line with that. Mm. And it was clearly a value that was intrinsic, or that's how he operated. That's yeah. a lens that he looked through. Yeah, yeah. And I think that just being in his presence growing up, that you as men, young men, you look for role models, you look for example, mm. and yeah. he was the example. That, that I definitely inherited a lot of that yeah. from and have found that it served me well. Mm. And so 
when you do something when you behave in a certain way mm. and it serves you well then it encourages more of that behavior right so i think right. that having that as an initial example yeah. and then growing up and applying that in practice right. and finding it to have positive returns mm. in getting to meet interesting people yeah. or having positive interactions yeah. or any other number of things that come from it mm. has been uh, a good a good skill a good characteristic that i've tried to maintain mm, yeah. definitely there's no understating the importance of a compassionate loving and respectful lens or perspective to see the world through because as we've talked about in something like life coaching it's incredibly important for those kinds of relationships but then as you went on to elaborate it's incredibly important in every other aspect of life uh, the way that you approach a situation, the way you approach somebody um, is often going to going to determine the quality of experience that you have, whether it's with them or with the situation at hand. And so I think that, uh, yeah, I think that that speaks to me. I hope that that speaks to a lot of other people and clearly it speaks to you. Um, was there... Um, were there any other coaches or specific role models uh, along your journey towards where you are right now that stand out in your mind? So, so far we've gone over your father and we've gone over your early rugby coach. Um, are there any others that stand out particular that you think of? Yeah, I would say actually uh, Tony Robbins is is somebody mm. who who listeners may have heard of who is probably the life coach yeah the coach yeah. the coach of coaches and he's just an incredible figure who i came across um kind of at the beginning of my i wouldn't say the beginning of my personal growth journey but when personal growth and development had expanded beyond my physical body mm. and i realized that now okay i can train my body and i can get bigger and stronger and faster physically but that's very it's only one dimension and actually yeah. that that life is a lot more of the emotional and mental components mm. that then mm. inform the physical yeah they're yeah. interconnected but actually they're more important i would say mm. and tony robbins was the first person that i started engaging with whether it was through his books or through his seminars where i started to get an understanding of the importance of under of of digging deeper into my soul so to mm, speak and beliefs the belief systems and, yeah. and managing my energy and directing my energy in the right ways mm. to bring into the material world my visions my dreams my desires yeah, yeah and he was the one that really opened up the world of possibility for me mm. that i i knew inside that there was something more yeah uh, at the time i was kind of following a tra traditional trajectory of school and university and mm. get a job and work your way up and yeah find yourself in the grave one day yeah and yeah. it was tony robbins who i largely attribute to shaking up that mm. belief system and seeing mm. that once again there was so much more yeah and i knew yeah. there was a sense there was more mm. but i i couldn't articulate it and i couldn't quite uncover what was there mm. and it's thanks to him that i was able to 
realize that mm. and start making changes and it's a still ongoing process and i think it yeah. will continue ongoing but it's it was a a, a, a change in the path mm. that's led me down the, the route that i'm on now mm. and i didn't realize at the time but now i look at it and it's actually i think he him as as a coach as someone that's influenced me yeah. becoming a coach because what he did to for me yeah. was open up a world of possibility yeah and yeah. create uh, freedom you know mm. by by creating more choice by showing me that i have a choice mm. he created freedom in my life and opened up a world of possibilities mm. that seeing what he has done for me yeah. and for other people yeah. uh, is just incredible mm. it's just incredible and mm. so i was very uh, very inspired by his influence on me but also as an example of a role model yeah. you know i think he captures a lot of what i aspire to as a man um he is a very is very similar in the sense of how my father was you know very mm. um leads with his heart yeah you know, everything is with compassion and respect yeah and empathy yeah. and uh, trust with the heart first mm. open approach with an open heart and you will never go too far wrong and mm. i found that to be an under underlying message in everything that he communicated and i found that to be very true in my life as well so yeah i'd say tony robbins is is another character that i i look to and definitely has come and ebbed and flows in terms of like uh i was everything tony robbins and yeah. couldn't get enough of him yeah. and then i found it to be okay it was a bit too much at, at certain points but yeah. i think that's life you know life is life is uh, it comes just like the tides it, it, it ebbs and flows and certain people have a certain influence in certain times of your life mm. um mm and less and less so in others and so yeah. i've found his presence come and go but yeah. it's it's definitely something that I, I i look at as a a pivotal moment when i sort of discovered him and mm. engaged with his content mm. i can relate to that as you go through life you find different role models and when you first find them you can kind of be enamored with this um, um with what they portray or the values that they show or what you can learn from them and then you spend some time with them. And then as you start to carve your own path and your own individuality, you see where it actually differs from this idol that you have. And then you come to recognize where you do align with, um, where you do align with uh, some messages or qualities that they share and maybe where you don't so much. And then you're kind of, they kind of become human again, I find um, in a way, instead of this, uh, kind of like perfect idol that we sometimes have in our mind but nonetheless that doesn't discount the incredible influence those people can have on us um that's something i could relate on there and it makes me want to ask you um when you were first kind of introducing yourself to tony robbins and when your mind and heart was first being um influenced by the messages and the possibilities he was sharing do you remember some of the first um techniques methods or practices that you engaged in to address uh like you said mental conditioning as opposed to the physical conditioning like what were some of the first things that helped you dig deeper into yourself um to find a little bit um more of your reason why or more of your uh, kind of inspiration 
going forward? It's a good question. I, I I'm not sure I can remember specifically the the earliest things that I'd engaged with, mm. but I I do remember it being along the lines of creating. It was something to do with uh, he was he was the specific program that I remember signing up was was to do with um, knowledge. It was called the Knowledge Brokers Blueprint, mm. which was based on this idea, which. It's funny talking about it now because it's comes back it ties very closely to what i've ended up doing but yeah. the knowledge brokers blueprint is basically this idea that the knowledge industry is is the it's the next industry that was up and coming so this was a couple years ago and it was this idea that people who have knowledge you need to learn how to facilitate the sharing of that knowledge mm. so that whether that's through workshops or through different classes or programs or courses or one-to-one -one coaching or mm. any range of different modalities but it's the idea of you have knowledge that you can share with other people yeah and creating a business model around facilitating that sharing mm. and mm. this really caught my attention because i i wanted to be doing something that was it was m myself engaging with others mm. in a meaningful way, yeah. sharing not a useful information that was going to benefit them. Yeah. And I knew I had information to share. Yeah. I just didn't know how to share it. Mm. And so it was actually a long winded way of getting to coaching ultimately. Whoa. Yeah. But it was like foreshadowing. Yeah. In a, in a way, cause it was, it was offering a blueprint that could be applied to any type of knowledge. Right. So, it could apply to movement. It could apply to anything, really. Anything yeah. that you, if you wanted to do cooking classes, you know, yeah, you could do yeah. anything. But it was this idea that it's done through, uh, with the digital world, you can do things in virtual spaces, in person, in all sorts of realms. Mm. But that was the sort of background. And then within that, there was a lot of other stuff, extra resources that mm. you, I got access to sort of his audio tapes, which would be um, just him going through and talking about how to manage your energy mm. and how first thing in the morning is you go outside get yeah. sunlight in your eyes yeah. prime your body yeah. prime your body before you prime your mind prime your mind before you engage with work mm. and so it's these simple things that it's just like yeah it's obvious right now if you've listened to human you know that go out and get sunlight in your eyes and on yeah. this sort of stuff but yeah, yeah. he was talking about that before mm. i was really exp exposed to it um in other areas right and so it was a lot of simple foundation stuff but like i mentioned earlier in order to address conquering your dreams you need to address your health yeah. because that's going to be the underlying foundation for everything else that follows yeah. so make sure that your energy levels are primed and tuned in so that you can go out and deliver mm. the highest performance that you can in whatever else you're doing mm. Mm. And, and and just also seeing him as a as a human being yeah he is a remarkable specimen and i'll I'll use that word specimen specimen because he's yeah. he's six foot five or something he's huge and yeah. he's built like a fridge yeah. uh, he's actually got a, a he's gigantism i believe it is okay. basically he's got a disorder yeah. that he's right. massive he's okay. a big guy yeah he's his pituitary gland was releasing yeah. extra hormones and so he just you don't even have to see him you can just hear his voice yeah and you know this guy takes yeah. up space yeah he's a big guy yeah. um but he goes out and delivers these seminars where he's out on stage for 12 hours in a day wow commanding what? groups of 
5,000 people. Dang. You know, and holding their attention. Yeah. And no one in the room is blinking. Incredible. It's just insane what yeah. he's a and and I don't know, I don't want to be him. Right. But he is certainly someone I look up to and like you know he's having an impact mm. on the world mm, in mm. a big way and he's transforming people's lives for the better yeah and one life transformed could then transform another 10 more lives yeah. if not if not more yeah and so the knock-on effects that he's having is 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 awesome mm. and it's all for other people is yeah. is he's so so compassionate mm. and, and his heart is is pretty big yeah. Probably literally and and <laughs> yeah, li- <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, I I could talk about him for a while, but he's definitely someone yeah. that I aspire to and look up to as an example of a, a, a good coach and yeah. Um, yeah. a powerful leader. I love what you said there about you know I don't want to be him because I'm going to be me. But they still have qualities and traits that I think I could learn something from that. It's like if his incredible charisma, his incredible. Um, um, positivity is something that you can strive towards you don't necessarily need to be charismatic or positive the way he is you can do it in your own way but if he's on a level that you wish to emulate in your own life then there's nothing wrong with taking information from that or learning from that incorporating it in your own life and making it your own um, what was it like when you first started kind of having the inkling that you might get into coaching what when did that start like fizzling up because obviously you're engaged with uh tony robbins kind of influence and you were using it to your own benefit what was there anything that prompted the idea of saying like hey maybe i want to dive into this world what was there anything particular that facilitated that was it fast was it gradual i knew i wanted to help people yeah i knew that i wanted to help people and i knew that I could help people to become healthier. Mm. That was about it. Mm. That was kind of the inkling. It's like right. I, I knew that I had knowledge yeah. and that I had the ability to guide people. Yeah. But I, at this point, I had no training, formal training in, in coaching. Mm. And so, and I didn't even really realize that coaching was a thing. Mm. Uh, I didn't realize that Tony Robbins was a coach. Yeah. I thought he was a motivational speaker, which yeah. he is. I didn't hadn't linked the two together mm. and I hadn't considered the possibility that I could be a coach because mm. who am I? Right. And yeah. and then I was having conversations with people and I realized that I actually did have knowledge to mm. share and mm. that I could share it in a way that people were receptive to. And this was just through casual conversations and right. it got me thinking about how could I make this a uh, work as a career right. and expand it and scale it up that I could have more impact and help more people. And so I started digging around and at the time I had left the job that I was working in mm. and looking for the next thing. Uh, and I knew now I had some examples of like, I want to work with people. I want to mm. work with health. Uh, I want to work for myself. Yeah. And so I had sort of had some criteria, but I still hadn't landed on coaching yet. I don't remember the exact moment that it happened, but I kind of stumbled across a certification yeah. in health coaching yeah. and that interested me. And I was like, well, well, you can be a health coach. That's a thing. Right. And 
then explored more and discovered actually that health coaching was just one part of it and that life coaching was a thing mm. and and eventually found a certification that I could get qualified in both uh, health and life coaching mm. Mm. and so spent a year studying that and getting qualified as a coach mm-hmm. and have since been practicing for a, about half a year now excellent yeah So it's still early days, but it's a journey that I can safely say that I'm proud to be on and I'm looking forward to pursuing long into the future. Mm, mm, mm. That is, uh, man, such a beautiful story, such a beautiful um, culmination of events bringing you to this point. And maybe I'll ask you some questions now about the present and how your journey through working with clients has been you don't need to get very specific obviously client information is confidential um but are there any um are there any key points or qualities or challenges um that come to your mind when you think of um you know the past six months of working with clients what have you learned about people what have you learned about yourself um I'll stop the question right there. <laughs> uh, I've learned I've learned a lot about people and mm. about myself. Mm. Uh, I'll start with what I've learned about people. Yeah, I think I've learned that everybody has the answers within them, mm. and that I'm not more qualified to tell people what to do with their lives than they are. Mm. And mm. that's something that I think. I wasn't sure of, but in getting into coaching, you maybe think that the role of a coach is to instruct people what to do. Right. Whereas I've actually discovered that it's not about me telling people what to do. Mm. It's about me helping to work with people to discover what to do Mm. because everybody's got a different life and the answers are within them. And Mm. so I'm just there as a facilitator in many ways Mm. to help uncover what that is and make that crystal clear in the client's mind Mm. and so the answers are there with with them and and certainly there's things that i can do and experiences that i've had that i can support that but really the the truth lies within Mm. and it's Mm. not within me it's within people the Mm. client Mm. and so stepping back from what I think I know yeah. and even if I think I know the answer yeah. and I, even if I do know the answer mm. it doesn't matter mm. It's if it's if it's not true for the client it doesn't matter how true it is for me or right. for science or for anything right. <laughs> yeah. the, the truth is within yeah. and, and yeah. that is something that is I, I can't um, turn away from and, and I have mm. to accept that no matter w- how many facts I think I have, yeah. th- they don't mean anything mm. until the the client is able to see that for themselves. Mm. Mm. <coughs> so facts are not facts until they are accepted to yeah. be true within, basically. Wow. wow. Goes to show the power of perception. Yeah. Whether you believe it to be true or believe it not to be true, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's quite simple and seems trite, but yeah. it's it is. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, you got to use it to your advantage. Yeah, 
Yeah. Mm. And I think that logic only gets you so far. Yeah. Uh, you know, thinking only logically is like is is like holding a knife that's all blade. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it it's sharp. Yeah. But you're gonna cut yourself. Yeah, yeah. And you need to have a sense of compassion and empathy and emotional understanding mm. that mm. is actually really important that mm. goes beyond the this is the f- equation to follow right. Right. this works yeah. but if you don't feel it yeah then mm. you're not going to apply the equation so the the undertone the emotion that comes with it is also as just a part of the picture as the fact factual side of things right that must be very interesting for you is observing these kind of like the abstractness of people's individuality whether like you said logic applies or not um this person's truth this person's reality can look however it looks despite whatever logical uh, lens you look at it through Mm -hmm. um that must be incredibly interesting like per person it is it is and it's it's uh I've discovered a s- new sense of curiosity in myself mm. that s- from going from a place of I have knowledge to share with people yeah. to accepting that I may may or may not have knowledge that's relevant, but yeah. actually by being curious about a certain certain person's situation, uh. that then I can understand them better. Yeah. And by understanding them better, uh. then I can help uncover what they are looking for or yeah. the path for them to get there yeah. uh, or discover what the biggest challenges are for them mm. because it's different it's mm. you know uh, i i refer to to having a map uh, and a map being i have my map and you have your map and your map is a built up of all of your beliefs and identities that have been impressed on you since since childbirth yeah and everyone has a completely different map and your map is how everything is interconnected on your between the different towns which are Mm. you know your different experiences in life and Mm. the roads and the train networks and all these different things but your map is completely different to mine and mine is completely different to yours but as a coach i i mine isn't relevant Mm. So I have to get off my map completely yeah. and no matter what's worked for me in the past, forget it yeah. and overlay myself onto your map yeah. to understand. And when I say your map is the client is to understand mm. what, why do you believe this? Where does that come from? Mm. Is that serving you? What, because we have beliefs that have served us our whole lives, mm. but we've maybe never examined to see is this still serving us? Yeah. Is this serving us negatively now? Yeah. And do we need to readjust that belief? Mm. And that takes time and that takes curiosity yeah. and not judgment. So it's it's um, very easy to say, well, I can see the problem and here's a solution. Right. But that's just me imp- imprinting my belief and my judgment on someone. Yeah. And I might be right. right. I might be. But it doesn't matter what I believe to be right. It's right. only what the, the person in front and that's where it's a it's a two-way street where mm. we work together yeah. to uncover that and then create a pathway that is suitable to move from where we are to where we want to be mm. i think it's a beautiful relationship uh coaching um some of us may have the perception that it's like um like 
um, like you said, like as a coach, you're not necessarily meant to divulge information all the time and tell them what information to intake and then use that information. It's not a lecture. You're not telling someone what to do. You're actually recognizing the aspect of it where you are receiving information from whoever it is you're coaching. And that curiosity, you're, you're digging into their life and understanding them and their map is actually what helps you help them for their particular journey. Exactly, exactly. And it's, there's a, a certain amount of intuition that I have to, I have to trust that my curiosity will inform what I need to share with the client. Mm. And so there can be, there's a million things you can do to improve your health, for yeah. instance. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> endless. And endless. Oh endless. My God. So just listing off these are all the things that you should be doing for optimal health is not really helpful. No. But recognizing, okay, well, where are we now? Mm. And what are the biggest needle movers that are going to fit into your life? Yeah. That, yeah. that, that one switch mm. will have the biggest impact mm -hmm. which will then create room to make another switch which will then create room to make another switch another and so on and so on yeah uh but it's not all about okay well here's the list just yeah. tick 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 it's mm -hmm. slowly yeah. as they come okay that didn't work why didn't that work let's explore that let's do that. it's not a prescription it's a it's a it's a trial try gotcha. this out how yeah. does that work for you how does that work for you mm. not for me or yeah. for what the, you know anything on the internet tells you yeah so test it out for yourself mm. and if it works great if it doesn't let's try something else yeah you're you're joining your client on a on a journey of discovery essentially yeah. you're in there with them mm -hmm. you've hopped on their boat mm -hmm. and you're setting sail you're saying here let's do this together i'm here to i'm here to join you on this adventure yeah and make this the best that it can be mm -hmm. yeah excellent exactly and I, and I think the analogy of the sailboat is a really great way to capture it is that we're all sailing around and on vessels mm. and we're all sailing in the same ocean mm. and the same the ocean is the world in which we live in yeah the environment which surrounds us mm. um, but our boat is is you know we can build our boat up by training by exercising by um making sure we're using good materials to build the foundation it's like feeding yeah. ourselves with good food which then are going to act as the supports for the the sails and when we do and we'll have the the steering wheel to adjust our direction to make sure that we're sailing in the right direction mm. and the sails are like the the values that capture the right winds that are going to be pushing us on yeah and, yeah um it's a great metaphor, I think, for mm. life in general. I think so, too. Because, mm. uh, you know, if you feel like, hey, I've been sailing this boat. I'm having a great time. I've gotten pretty good at sailing this boat. You know, I'm learning a lot about it. And there's other people out here trying to sail their boats. Um, but they might be struggling, you know, putting up the mast or, um, you know, bucketing water out, bailing water out, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. um, you see that in people and they say, hey, do you mind giving me a hand? You go absolutely. I've done that before, or I know how to. I know how to approach that, mm -hmm. um, or I can jump in and figure it out with you. I might not know how to approach it, but we might learn something together. Right. Or it's more like I'm gonna stand on the side of my boat and mm. look over at yours mm. and ask you, 
well, you know, what model are you sailing? Yeah. And you know, why why are you not going very fast? Is that a hole down there? Do you need to patch that up before you start sailing on? Yeah. Where yeah. where are you going? Mm. You know, what direction are you heading? If a oh. man if a man knows not where he's going, then any wind is favorable. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and and it's 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 not about me mm. jumping on and doing the work for you. It's yeah. it's just a, yeah. a conversation. I love this boat analogy because as you stand on the edge of your boat looking at someone else's boat, you may be able to see a hole in the hull that was hard for the person on their own boat mm-hmm. to perceive mm-hmm. because they're so encumbered by what's directly in front of them. Right. Maybe other things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like f- another analogy, it's like they could be bailing water out and not know where the water's coming from, mm-hmm. but you could be able to see the hole in the hull from the outside, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on that on that boat analogy it's it it, life is often about building up your boat trying Mm. to patch up holes when they arise these Mm. are the challenges that you face um but we realize that we're actually all sailing in the same water Mm. and that true if you look at Mazda's hierarchy of needs they look at the basic needs being like your health your safety and belonging and love and uh and then self-actualization being the top of the pyramid mm. of Maslow's hierarchy mm. and that's once all the lower levels have been attended to you can then become this self-actualized self where you become who you're meant to be supposedly right. right but i think there's a level beyond that which is actually realizing that we're all in the same ocean yeah and it's actually beyond self-actualization is self-transcendence mm. where you realize that you are one with everyone and actually the highest calling is helping everyone around you Mm. because once you reach self-actualization then the next level is to get everyone else there as well right Uh, you know it's to help other people mend their boats Mm. to find a direction that's worth sailing in and adjust their sails so they can catch the wind and speed off in the direction they need to go Mm. and and that's something that i have realized about myself is that uh my journey is only as important as it is if I can bring other people with me. Mm, mm. And and it's it's not about me. It's yeah. about others. <laughs> like you said, uh, the self-transcendence and realizing that you are one with others. And when you see another person, it's being able to see yourself in them and realize that this body, this person that you embody and have lived through is just another one of many and we all we all inhabit the same life force we all inhabit the same experience of being here on planet earth and um i think it's a beautiful thing to to see that uh continuity between everyone yeah absolutely all it takes is to look back a couple years and see that take the example of covid and you know Mm. we're all sailing around in our boats minding our own business and then suddenly the sea in which we're in is now a plague yeah and we're all affected by it yeah whether we like it or not and that's why helping to take care of other people is always going to be essential because Mm. when things happen like when the tide rises all boats rise yeah and when the tide drops all boats drop yeah yeah yeah. it doesn't matter how big or powerful your boat is yeah so we're all in the same sea together and that's why uh <laughs> roping people in and bringing people with you i think is yeah. is at least what i aspire to i think so too it's kind of uh it's almost paradoxical or or maybe counterintuitive that like 
one of the most self-serving things you could probably do is to serve others because it's going to come back and benefit you in other ways that you might not have expected. Um, but it's win-win in that scenario uh, where you're serving others and they are willing to um, give benefit back to your life. And then you have this reciprocal relationship instead of the classic uh, kind of selfish way of operating where um, you maybe don't see the value in serving others and you only attempt to serve yourself in your own little kind of circle. Um, and then you may encounter some sort of wealth or some sort of material victories through that means. Um, but uh, you're not you're not enabling yourself to be part of a larger network and kind of a larger expansion, a fuller experience of, of sharing that with others. Um, another question that I want to ask you is how do you see your coaching evolving from the point that it's at right now? Or maybe, maybe can you give a brief description of what your coaching practice looks like now? and where you'd like to see it trend towards or evolve into? Sure. Currently, my coaching is life coaching mm. with a focus on health and wellness. Mm. And so I am working with a range of clients uh, across a range of different um, realms of life, yeah. whether that be business uh, or wellness, mm. fitness, uh, mm. optimization of of performance in in athletic performance yeah uh spiritual uh, creative development it's it's yeah. quite diverse yeah. but it's all yeah. in the context of one-to-one -one coaching yeah. that i'm working on mostly in remote circumstances so it's through, through digital medium I, I i enjoy this it's very exciting because every client's completely different yeah and i'm finding that where I had an expectation for coaching in, in health, as I said, I'm finding that I, I'm still doing that, but it's touching in many different areas. And I think ultimately I would like to keep the life aspect of it because I enjoy coaching people through all the different areas that are important to life. And yeah. I, I, I accept that health could still be my priority and my f niche focus, should I say. Mm. Um, but how that evolves, I'm, I'm not too sure in terms of the actual specific coaching mm. approach. Yeah. Um, but the modality of coaching I see evolving to be more in-person coaching. Yeah. I, I think I, I value having that in one-to-one -one interaction yeah. as opposed to coaching through Google Meets or right. Zoom or anything like that. Of course, there's benefits to it. I can reach more people from a, a wider distance. Yeah. But I think I would much rather f have less clients in a much more um, quality setting yeah. where we could spend hours together yeah. or yeah. days together yeah. doing something physical yeah. like uh, climbing a mountain together, yeah, yeah. Uh, having a ex natural experience where we s summit a peak and mm. camp out uh, mm -hmm. completely away from everything and everyone and have the coaching integrated into a expedition. Mm. I, I think that could be a really interesting immersive experience that is not just mm. a one-to-one -one hour long coaching session, but it's a one-to-one mm. -one three-day coachings uh, experience yeah. that is all about recentering, resetting, and redirecting 
mm. someone's life purpose life path mm. Um, mm. so that would be something i'm very interested in yeah. and i like doing those sort of things myself yeah i enjoy guiding expeditions and being outdoors particularly mountaineering mm -hmm. and i think there's something about summiting a peak mm. physically profound that has a uh, impact on one's perspective literally yeah. you're higher up and you can you have a better perspective on, on the world yeah and yeah. there's you know knock-on effects in the dopamine system mm. of being on top of a summit or watching mm. the sunrise or seeing the horizon the analogies are endless yeah so <laughs> so that is one side of it that's very much the quality intimate one-to-one -one or small group setting yeah and yep. the other would be a retreat setting mm. in which people go to a, a retreat mm. uh, and I would host the uh, experience that would be integrating a holistic approach of mm. uh, having a retreat center where we'd be able to grow food mm. to teach people about growing of food, yeah. harvesting of food, cooking of the food, yeah. eating a wholesome nutritious food mm. and having some meditation breath work yeah. ice baths yeah. sort of all these wellness practices that mm. could be integrated into a program coupled with yeah. coaching mm. so both of them have the same principle that you're trying to get people's physical state to the highest possible level that they can be in yeah. so that when you have the coaching experience they are able to believe in the possibilities that they mm. could have. You want to get people, I see it as wanting to elevate people to the highest possible state yeah. that then the things that we could come up with through coaching mm. are of the best quality. Yeah, because it's going to be a really different mindset someone might be in when they um, engage in that coaching scenario after climbing a peak, summiting a peak, or having a beautiful beginning to their morning sunrise movement with people some mindful times uh as opposed to waking up out of their basement room hitting their vape getting online and then you know barely being awake and then being like yo what's up jasper i just got on the google meet exactly um, exactly and not to say that that i i i would hope that my coaching skills yeah. would be able to offer transformation to someone like that yes Yes. I think that that would be necessary because yeah. there are people that are in that state that need to be shook and woken up and yeah. that can that can that is possible through a conversation. So yeah. I definitely see myself doing that as well. Mm. But if I cast my gaze forward a couple of years yeah. to the possibility, mm. I like the idea of immersive integrated coaching yeah. that involves the whole of life. Yeah. as opposed to just a small component of it mm, because mm. Uh, that's I think that's what it is, is is life is not just one thing it is many things that are coming together and mm. to really have transformation on someone you have to address them all yeah yeah I would agree I would agree through my own experience and and I can say through my own experience through going through and continuing with Jasper's life coaching um, it's been a profound and very beneficial experience um an accelerator in self-growth it's very powerful to have a whole other human being uh dedicated to your growth and well-being which i've um i felt the effects of profoundly and so that's a thank you to jasper and 
Um, I also want to say on the note of having those in-person kind of more intimate experiences, um, Jasper and I have shared, you know, many hours together, whether it's on walks or whether it's on hikes, climbing different mountains or having different experiences, um, talking about some of the um, topics that we go over in a coaching scenario. Um, I would definitely see the uh, success of having those kinds of um, interactions implemented into the coaching practice and how how beneficial that could be I would have no doubt um, as we begin to close out the podcast uh, I'm going to ask you if someone was curious about engaging with life coaching if someone wanted to know kind of what to expect for themselves kind of in a general sense because like you said, it really depends on the person who wants to engage with it. Um, what would you share with them? What would you uh, say to encourage them or give them the information they need? Um, and if they were curious about working with you in particular, um, what would you kind of maybe um, have them expect, I suppose? I would say... Uh, great if you're curious that's awesome yeah uh first thing is that you don't need a life coach mm. uh no one needs a life coach mm. but if you look at any top performing athletes or professionals in any realm you'll notice the one thing they all have in common is they all have a coach mm. and i think that if you extrapolate that to other parts of life if you want to excel in any part of your life having someone else that's going to be on your corner mm. uh, in your side of the ring and uh, vouching for you and basically offering another billion neurons mm. into your life that Damn. are completely focused on Damn. trying to understand what you're trying to achieve and the best the things that are standing in between you and your goals and the best way to get there then i would say coaching is definitely something to explore mm. um mm. if you're interested in working with me you can visit my website jasperepsom.com and there you can book a initial consultation call mm. in which like i mentioned earlier would just be a conversation around understanding what you want mm. where you are right now mm. what are the common common struggles that you face yeah. and basically just trying to establish whether or not we will be a good match for each other mm. and, and that's something i feel very strongly about is that understanding whether i'm fit a good fit with a client and vice versa is yeah. because that if we don't get along if i don't have the relevant experience to be able to off deliver what you're looking for yeah. then i'll be the first person to suggest that someone else yeah and so yeah it's a it's a journey of discovery and, and curiosity mm, and mm. something that we can explore together yeah. but uh, i'd encourage anyone who is interested or curious please do reach out yeah. i'd be very happy to have a conversation and uh yeah. and that's free that's free that's free yeah that's free nice that's free and uh as i said i think it's i realize this uh, if i cast my mind back to my first coach the the rugby coach that i mentioned yeah he was the one that created the first transformation in me and it was because of his desire and passion for helping us to grow mm. and it's the same thing in, in any coaching realm it's a you need to have someone who cares about you yeah. and has the tools to be able to support you to achieve the goals that you want mm. and mm. all of those things need to be very clear so what are you trying to achieve w why are you trying to achieve it and um, yeah how are you going to achieve it 
yeah and yeah yeah the answers to those questions will inform whether or not having a coach and which sort of coach and who yeah. to choose will be uh, informed by that mm, mm. i'm thinking of a beautiful analogy where uh, a boxing analogy mm-hmm. and if you want to be the muhammad ali of your own life and you think jasper would be the right guy to be in your corner to put some ice on your head <laughs> wipe you down tell you what's going on squirt some water in your face then then uh definitely engage with him i can have uh my own anecdotal evidence and experience uh to say that it's been a great help to me and uh i would definitely encourage someone curious to reach out and to uh just find out there's no shame there's no there's nothing to lose by checking out the free consult um if you don't end up working together then it'll be a great conversation that you wouldn't have had otherwise so there's that bonus right there um and to close out this podcast uh, i've invited jasper to bring a quote or a poem or a piece of literature that he's maybe read recently or is a favorite of his um and i invited him to share that with us to uh you know work our minds maybe expose us to something new something that's been beneficial to him and maybe it can benefit us would you like to hear the quote now i would love to hear that quote bro well this is it was a tough one i i I enjoy quotes yeah (laughs) i enjoy uh profound things um but Mm. i've chosen i've chosen this quote the magic you're looking for is hiding in the work you are avoiding I wrote that one inside my notebook. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. Can you elaborate on what that means to you? The thing that makes you uncomfortable is the thing that you should be doing. Mm. Uh, if you're comfortable, you're not really growing. Yeah. And so the thing that you're avoiding yeah. is often the thing that is, dis- is causes discomfort. Yeah. And so to find the most growth, seek mm. out the thing that makes you uncomfortable. Mm. And... Mm if you know there's something that you've been ignoring for yeah. a long time yeah. that you know you should be doing, yeah. you know that you could do, uh, that you should it. do, yeah. just do it. You it's know. Striking a chord. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, everyone everyone can think of something in their life that there's yeah. there's something they should be doing, yeah. that they could be doing, mm. that they would do, yeah. that they can do, that they're, that they're not. That they're not. And... Mm that thing mm. that once done you know what it is you know what it is but you also know that it's gonna improve things yeah. uh, at, at the other end of that mm. so it, everyone has something that they could do that they should do that yeah. they would do that would make a positive impact in their life mm. and uh, after this yeah go and do it and all you gotta do is be willing to be uncomfortable um, can can you share what what it is you feel you're resisting right now if it's not too personal is there anything i mean we all got something but if you wish to divulge go ahead <laughs> no need to i i mean it's it's not a specific thing it's it's more about just doing doing work yeah there's things that i associate with with work yeah. and pleasure yeah. and i i recognize in myself that i like to have a good time yes i enjoy <laughs> in engaging in pleasurable yeah. And pleasure. It's it's something I recognize uh in myself mm-hmm. and so I have to work harder to do things that are in the realm of work. Right. Um right. and that's things like admin, 
and yeah. but yeah. it's important when yeah. you're running a business yeah. to do these things and mm. actually mm. by doing that it opens up the possibility to coach more people yeah and that's where the magic is for me yeah so yeah. the work i'm avoiding is the administration of running a business <laughs> <laughs> but it opens yes, up the, the magic of coaching it sure does so that would be it for me it's a worthwhile endeavor yeah yeah uh, what uh, about you julian that's beautiful um in terms of the quote or what am i avoiding do you have a quote i have a quote yeah, yeah. let's avoid what i'm avoiding yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a quote. Jasper uh, had his just off the top of his head, which was impressive. But uh, this one's a little bit longer. It's from a book that I'm reading. Um, And this is a meditation called Fourth Evening. And it goes like this. Having clothed himself in humility, the first questions a man asks himself are, how am I acting towards others? What am I doing to others? How am I thinking of others? Are my thoughts of and acts towards others prompted by unselfish love? As a man in the silence of his soul asks himself these searching questions, he will unerringly see where he has hitherto failed. Mm. How does that make you feel? I like that. Me too. I like that. (sighs) How does what I do impact those around me? Yeah, yeah, because... You know, we can get so caught up in how does what I do impact how I feel and others can get caught in the wake and the splash zone of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can see like if I sit down and I ask myself those questions and then like he says in the silence of it, realize where I've fallen short or realize where others have taken the collateral of my kind of Mm -hmm. self-absorbed actions. you know, I realized that n- those kinds of selfish ways of operating weren't worth it because because it inflicted um, a kind of negative energy on mm-hmm. someone else. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what I'm going for, Yeah, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I think it just recognizes the realization that everything that we do has knock-on effects. Mm. Nothing we do happens in isolation. Yeah, uh, both good and bad, and, yeah. and so nothing you do doesn't have consequences. Yeah, yeah. Or should I say, everything you do has consequences. Damn straight. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Jasper. Thank you for sharing that quote. Thank you for sharing with me and everyone else listening your journey, um, your thoughts, your values, your beliefs, um, what you are interested in sharing with this world. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you, becoming your friend, and I'm very excited to move forward in life knowing you. And I look forward to having another conversation like this again, which I think is inevitable. Uh, There's so many more things for us to talk about. Um, Yeah, yeah. well, thank you, Julian, for having me. Mm. Uh, It's a privilege to be on Julian's Lightroom. It's Mm. a great name, by the way. Thanks, man. And I'm proud to be your friend as well. So thank you and uh, good luck. All right. Let's hear for friendship, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Julian's Lightroom, episode eight. First guest, Jasper Epsom. In the description, I will put Jasper's website link where you can check out what he's all about. If you didn't gather enough f- from this conversation, you can book a consult call. 
I'll put uh, a socials link down there, but it's no guarantee that he's active on there because like a strong human, um, we take breaks from social media sometimes. So props to him. Go check him out. Hope you enjoyed this episode. This has been Julian's Lightroom, episode eight. Take care.